Al-Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduh wa nasta'inu bihi wa nasta'gfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shurur anfusina wa min sayyat a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlil falahadiya lah وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق الجهاد حتى أتاه اليقين فصلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أجارني الله وإياكم من النار ثم أما بعد Wealth Preservation Maybe a topic on many of our minds and in our conversations. For certainly in these uncertain times, this question arrives, arises. How do I preserve my wealth? Hyperinflation, increasing interest rates, a slowing economy. The cost of living is increasing. It's a recipe for distress. And even more for those that are affluent. So the more money you have, the more money you've amassed, the more distress these economic or envir- this economic environment will cause you. So the question is, where do I preserve my wealth? Where do I preserve that which I have amassed? In the bank, but what benefit is in that? You're going to attain riba, and riba is haram. Gold, silver, commodities. Who knows what the future has ahead? Crypto, very volatile. You can reach the moon, but it's volatile. Brick and mortar, isn't there a bubble? So where do I store that which I have amassed? And who do I ask for advice? Ask a banker, he'll give you an answer. Ask a real estate agent, he'll give you an answer. Ask an economist, he'll give you an answer. All according to that which they've been taught and that which they believe. Even if you ask a sheikh, he'll give you an answer. And today, bi'idhnillah azza wa jal, I'm going to give you an answer. Maybe not that which you're going to expect, but I'm going to give you an answer. An answer... That's everlasting, ever more enduring, and ever more safe. So if you care, 
and you want to amass and you want to preserve that which is everlasting, that which is better, that which is never-ending, listen up. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as is narrated by Imam Ahmad rahimahullah on the authority of Shaddad ibn Awsir rahimahullah and radiyallahu anhi says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said إِذَا كَنَزَ النَّاسُ الذَّهَبَ وَالْفِضَّةِ فَاكْنِزُوا هَاُولَاءِ الْكَلِمَاتِ O Shaddad, if the people amass, if the people hoard and store and save gold and silver and money and the likes of all different asset classes, then you, O Shaddad, store and O Muslims, store the following words. Allahumma inni as'aluka thabata fil amr wal azimata ala al rushd wa as'aluka shukra ni'matik wa as'aluka husna ibadatik wa as'aluka qalban salima wa as'aluka lisanan sadiqa wa as'aluka min khayri ma ta'lam wa a'udhu bika min sharri ma ta'lam if they hoard and they store gold and silver, O Shaddad, you store and hoard the following words. O oh Allah, I ask you for steadfastness in this matter, being the religion of Islam. And I ask you, for the resolve and the determination to adhere to the path of guidance. And I ask you for gratitude for your blessings. And I ask you to worship you well. And I ask you for a truthful tongue. And I ask you for a sound heart. And I ask you from the good of what you know. And I seek ref refuge with you from the evil of what you know. And I seek forgiveness. For that which you know, for verily you are the knower of the unseen. Amin. The Prophet wasallam, as is narrated in some narrations, he would, do, he would say and supplicate this dua after his prayer. And he would teach and insist and remind his companions to repeatedly, repeat, repeatedly mention and supplicate with this dua. A treasure. The treasure of all treasures, for in it is the goodness of this world and the next. Because a treasure should be a safe box. Anything that enters it is safe, preserved, enduring. And these words, as the Prophet ﷺ said, are better, are everlasting, more enduring. They're from the words, الصالحات, they are from the goodly words, the goodly deeds. That each and every single one of us should be chasing for they are verily enduring and everlasting. The Prophet ﷺ tells Shaddad. He guides Shaddad. He teaches and he leads Shaddad, O Shaddad. If the people are busied, if the people are consumed and worried, to attain and amass from this attain and amass material achievement, be it gold, be it silver, be it money, be it houses, be it cars, 
whatever it may be, they're busy amassing and hoarding and storing. You, O Shaddad, look the other way. Busy yourself. Consume yourself. And worry about the following words. The words of remembrance. The words of Allah. The words that connect you to Allah. This was the teaching of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى the Prophet, he only uttered, and when he uttered, he only uttered revelation. In huwa illa wahyun yuha. The Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who is ever more loving, ever more caring, and ever more merciful towards you, O Muslim, than your mother, the one that gave birth to you, and the one that raised you. He's guiding you, he's teaching you, and he's leading you to that which is better for you in this world than the next, than that of gold and silver. And in this is the first lesson we have to learn and pay attention to. This is the first lesson we take from this hadith. إِذَا كَنَزَ النَّاسُ الذَّهَبَ وَالْفِضَّةِ فَكْنِزُوا هَؤُلَاءِ الْكَلِمَاتِ the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his concern for this ummah was the akhirah. His concern was always the hereafter. And he would always lead his companions to the hereafter. They came once complaining inflation and they asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to set the prices. So they have a problem on hand, everything's increasing. They told him, O oh, Rasulullah, sa'ir lana, set the prices for us. Instead of saying, okay, this, is, this, this will cost this much from now on, on and this will cost, cost this much from now on, on he led, him, led them another way. He led them to Allah. He said, Allah Azza wa Jal is the one that sets the prices. The Allah is the one that raises and reduces. The one, Allah is the one that gives and takes. He reminded them of the Akhirah. Where are we from this teaching? A letter and a message for every person of influence. Every person of influence, listen up. Be it a mother, be it a father, be it a teacher, be it a friend, be it a cousin. If you have influence on the upcoming generation, fear Allah Azza wa Jal and learn from the teachings of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now, our focus is make sure you make your class on time. Nine o'clock, not 9.01. 8.59, you're in class. Make sure the, memo, the, the, the textbook that is given to you, you memorize it. Make sure that you ace your classes. Beautiful. This is what we want from the Muslim Ummah. We want them to excel in every single avenue. But why aren't you worried about him making Fajr on time? Why aren't you worried about him memorizing the Quran? Why aren't you worried about him acing his good deeds and staying away from bad deeds. Or your daughter. He grows up. Doesn't matter. Leave her. She's still young. She's learning. Boy or girl actually. Don't worry about the attire of Islam. Don't worry about the teachings of Islam. And then when they grow up. <gasps> my daughter doesn't want to read. My daughter doesn't want to put the scarf on. My daughter doesn't like wearing the Islamic attire. I'm not surprised. 
Where was she when she was one, two, five, ten? You were saying, doesn't matter, leave her. Let her enjoy herself. Let her enjoy herself. But where is the teachings of Islam? My son, he's 22 years old, doesn't want to pray. He doesn't know how to read Qul Allahu Ahad. He doesn't know the five pillars of Islam. You ask him, what are the five pillars of I'm talking to you. Events that have taken place, events that I personally have been involved in. Someone that is a grown adult, you ask him, what are the five pillars of Islam? And this person is not a new Muslim. This person was raised in a Muslim household. And he cannot tell you the five pillars of Islam. Why? وَيَنْشَأُ نَاشِئُ الْفِتْيَانِ مِنَّا عَلَى مَا كَانَ عَوَّدَهُ أَبُوهُ As the poet said, that verily, the young boys or the young children are raised amongst us according to that of the traditions and the teachings of their fathers. What their fathers and their mothers taught them of good or evil will show up when they grow up. Will show up when they grow up. So don't blame don't blame your children when they are transitioning from childhood to adulthood because they are not the way you want them to be. Blame yourself that you did not teach them and guide them and lead them to that which is better for them in this world and the next. The Prophet ﷺ on the other hand, he taught his ummah. He taught his ummah. He led his ummah and he showed his ummah where to look and how to seek. And what to seek? It was always the hereafter. And in this case, the case of this hadith that we have with us, people are busied and consumed in this material world, attaining gold and silver and money and different asset classes. You busy yourself with the remembrance of Allah, with asking Allah for aid, with asking Allah for forgiveness, with asking Allah for guidance, with asking Allah Azza wa Jal for that which is beneficial in this world. And the next, this is what is beneficial. As for this world, Al-Malu Wal-Banoon, as Allah says, Al-Malu Wal-Banoon Zinatul Hayatid Dunya, this world, and all what's in it of adornments, money, children, women, houses, land, cars, and so on and so forth, where your brain takes you of different types of adornments, they are but the adornments of this world and this world will perish. As for the goodly actions that you do, as for the goodly words that you utter, they are what are more enduring and more rewarding with Allah Azza wa Jal. It was narrated that Sulaiman radiallahu an Sulaiman alayhi salam he once walked out with his entourage, his money, and his army, and his wealth. And who's Sulaiman? And what is the Sulaiman of, what is the wealth of Sulaiman? Qala rabbi Listen, this is the wealth of Sulaiman. Qala rabbi wahhab. He asked Allah Azza wa Jal to grant him a kingdom, a wealth. That, he, that Allah did not bestow it to anyone before him and will not bestow it to anyone after him. And Allah granted him such. So you want to know of the richest and that of the person that was granted the most, you can say of wealth, it was Sulaiman. 
Allah granted him that the wind and the jinn be under his command. He walked, he, when he walked out with his wealth and whatnot, he went past a farmer, a laborer, a poor man. And he said, the son of Dawood has been given a great abundance of wealth. Sulaiman heard this and he went to the farmer. And he said to him the following Tasbihatun wahida Tasbihatun wahida Khayrun min mulki Sulaiman That your utterance of one Subhanallah You saying Subhanallah once Is greater than the wealth And the kingdom of Sulaiman Lianna tasbiha Tabqa Wa mulki Sulaiman Yafna, because this utterance, subhanallah, is ever so enduring, everlasting, and never ending. And the wealth and the kingdom of Sulaiman will perish. This was the understanding of the pious and the teaching of the righteous. When the verse was revealed, Regarding the gold and silver, Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ يَكْنِزُونَ الذَّهَبَ وَالْفِضَّةِ وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَهَا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ فَبَشِّرْهُمْ بِعَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ Those who hold gold and silver and spend it not in the way of Allah, give them tidings of a painful torment. The companions then asked, what should we hold? What type of wealth, what asset should we hold? Umar anhu said, I will let you know. And he rode his camel and he caught up to the Prophet ﷺ in the hadith and he asked him this question to which the Prophet ﷺ replied لِيَتَّخِذَ أَحَدُكُمْ قَلْبًا شَاكِرًا وَلِسَانًا ذَاكِرًا وَزَوْجَةً مُؤْمِنَةً تُعِينُهُ عَلَىٰ أَمْرِ الْآخِرًا He said to him, let one of you acquire a thankful heart. Let one of you acquire a thankful heart, a tongue that remembers Allah and a believing wife that who will help you in the affairs of the hereafter. Remember how I said the Prophet wasallam, the guidance and the light and the teacher that he was, every time they'd come to him for a worldly question, he'd lead them to the Akhirah. This is a good example. This is a good example of just that. The definition of wealth for many, if not the majority, is correctly attributed, sorry, is incorrectly attributed to gold and silver and fiat money and, 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 and the likes. Although they are from the types of wealth, and we're not saying that gold and silver and fiat money is haram. No, amass and attain. But it is not the Asset class that Islam was worried about. It is not the only and the most important. If you ask someone that's a capitalist, a capitalist, he'll give you a different answer. If you ask someone that was raised only for one goal and one goal only, and that is to amass from this world, he'll give you a different answer. He won't agree with you. But when you ask Allah, when you ask his prophet, you'll find a different answer. You'll find an answer that will lead you in a different way. A thankful heart. 
The Prophet وسلم, told them a thankful heart. And oh, what a blessing is a thankful heart. وَرْضَى بِمَا قَسَمَ اللَّهُ لَكْ تَكُنْ أَغْنَى النَّاسِ And be, can, be happy and pleased and content with what Allah has given you. You'll be from the richest of people. And a tongue that is remembering Allah continuously and always. And oh, how lucky you are. How blessed you are if Allah gives you a tongue in all your affairs, in all your matters, in all your times, up and down, happy and sad, strong and weak. You're remembering Allah Azza wa Jal. Your tongue is saying, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Hasbi Allah, La Hawla wa La and so on and so forth. La Hawla wa La Quwwata illa Billah. What a blessing this is. Or a pious, righteous wife that will assist you in reaching the Akhirah. Imagine having a wife that she is facing one way and you're facing the other. How would life be? You want the Akhirah and she wants the dunya. You want halal and she wants haram. Or the other way around. You get a suitor, you get a husband, and then you agree with him only because he's wealthy. Don't care about his religion. And then you want to be pious, but he doesn't want to be pious. You want the Akhirah and he doesn't want the Akhirah. See how the Prophet ﷺ led us. You can marry for wealth. You can marry for looks. You can marry for status. And you can marry for religion. Which one is more enduring? Which one is everlasting? And which one is more successful in this world and the next? There is one more point I want to share with you. Regarding gold, silver, and hoarding them, gold, silver, and money, and fiat money, and hoarding them, and, and, and amassing them, and saving them. But that's for the next khutbah. الحمد لله وكفى ولا عدوان إلا على من ظلم وبغى والصلاة والسلام على المبعوث المصطفى صلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد The sad reality of money, gold, silver and hoarding them and saving them and putting them away and amassing them the sad reality that many are unaware of or are aware but don't want to be, keep a blind eye to it, is that this money, this gold and this silver, whether it's little or plenty, benefits you not until it leaves you. In this world and the next. What's it mean you have a hundred million dollars in your bank account and we're talking worldly language now? And you wear the clothes of the poor people. What's it mean to you? And you don't spend it on yourself. Whether it be clothes, house, food. What's that wealth mean to you? How does it benefit you? And then in the Akhirah as well. How does this wealth benefit you? If you don't spend it in the cause of Allah Azza wa Jal. It's sitting in a bank account. It's sitting somewhere stashed away. Whether gold or money or whatever it is. You die. Your inheritors will take it. They'll split it between them. And you benefit it not. And you'll be lucky, maybe. They will say, may Allah have mercy on him. They might say that and they might not even say that because they're not happy with what you left behind. It's not enough or he left me this and he left my brother that and so on and so forth. 
So this money that many people are all enveloped and caring about and amassing it benefits you not until you leave it or until it leaves you. And this comes from a famous statement of Hassan al-Basri, rahimahullah, and he, in which he said, wretched, or what a wretched friend money can be. It does not benefit you until it leaves you. It does not benefit you until it leaves you. This shows you the warped perceptions and the changed understandings that we have. Far away from the teachings of our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now you have the successful, the admired, the respected and the followed are those that have money. He's a millionaire, you respect him. He's a multi-millionaire, you give him this grandeur. You respect him and you stand in, in respect and in awe for him. But you get no benefit from him, but you respect him for his money. You don't, really, don't care how he amassed that money. What he does with that money. Does he pay his zakat? Does he not pay his zakat? Did he attain it from halal? Did he attain it from haram? Did I benefit? Did I not benefit? Who cares? He's a millionaire. Hundred million dollars. A billionaire. I respect him. This was not the understanding of the Arabs, of the Muslims. Even the non-Muslims, the Arabs of Quraysh did not understand this. Abu Talib. From the poorest but from the noble. They respected honor. They respected a person of their word. They respected a person that was truthful and honest in his dealings. This was what attained you respect. Not how much money you have hoarded and saved and, and stored and amassed. This is only going to be a burden upon you. And it's not going to attain you happiness. Not in this world. Nor the next so reconnect yourself with the teachings of Islam and the definitions of Islam. Realign yourself with the goals that Allah Azza wa Jal and His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam have set for you. Let your worry, let your stress, let your work, your hard work be for the Akhirah. In amassing the Akhirah, in amassing good deeds, in amassing that which will benefit you in this world and the next. This is the advice of your Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. إِذَا كَنَزَ النَّاسُ الذَّهَبَ وَالْفِضَّةِ فَاكْنِزُ هَاؤُلَاءِ الْكَلِمَاتِ Insha'Allah bi'ithnillah Azza wa Jal in the coming weeks, this hadith is going to be our study. We are going to study it. Dua by dua, line by line, one by one, to find out why these words are so important and why are they greater than that of gold and silver. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Wa barik ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid.
اللهم يا سامع الصوت ويا سابق الفوت ويا كاسي العظام لحما بعد الموت اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا اللهم ارحمنا وتب علينا وتقبل منا لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات بكرمك يا ربنا قريب مجيب الدعوات وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة